those are the best days of call expireds. Why is that the best day of call expireds? So the big question is, what are top agents doing to absolutely crush it in real estate? To get the answers, we interview the top real estate agents to learn their secrets to success. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to eliteagentsecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Elite Agent Secrets. Today, I'm joined by John Carroll. Now, John is based out of Vero Beach, Florida, which is not too far away from me. But hey, him and his wife have started real estate back in 2014, and they have over 10 years of experience in the career himself. Now, he's been selling hundreds of homes, and last year, he sold over 130 homes. He's got a team of about four members and about 160 plus five-star Google reviews. Originally from Long Island, New York, he has moved down with his family and his wonderful two sons down to Vero Beach to light up the days. And he is also an investor in the market where he performs hundreds of transactions for his clients. So boots on the ground, nonetheless, is not something he's a stranger to. John and I are going to be talking about today difference of how to build your business with outbound calling in number one topic number one. And we're going to be talking about scripts and sources and resources in topic number two. And in topic number three, we're going to talk about marketing and retargeting. And as we tie all of those together, we're going to have an overarching theme of prospecting, role play, and time management, which is something different we're doing for today's episode. So strap on your seatbelts because we're going to go 150 miles an hour, like we're going down I-95. And welcome John to the show. What's happening, my friend? Yeah, yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank, thank you, thank you, thank you, Peter. Um, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm excited to share with your listeners, and I'm excited to be here. So thanks for having me. Dude, today's going to be a great show. I was just, you know, we were chatting off air here. Um, I just closed the deal in Vero Beach and I do not want to make that drive up from Boca or down from Boca anytime soon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So take me back to 10 years ago when you got started in real estate. Why did you and your wife get in real estate? Why was it a decision and how did you come to just diving right in? Yeah. So out out of college, um, I was started working with a friend. We were doing natural food and I got into sales that way. It's like selling basically store to store. And um, that didn't really go anywhere, that whole thing. And uh, but I did realize that I like to talk to people. And I just liked like people in general, like talking. And um, and I realized that, you know, in this great country of ours, we can do anything if we put our mind to it. So um, if we have just a will to to succeed and we have work ethic, we can we can do anything if we want to. So from there, I just I also realized that, hey, it's really sales is everything. And you could sell Lear jets or you can sell, you know, paper clips. But a lot of times it's in you know how much volume you're doing or the size of the the asset that you're selling, right? So it led me into thinking a little bit more about real estate. I know real estate is kind of, you know, the purchase prices are expensive. There's a commission tied to that. And it is sales at the end of the day. So I started off just thinking about, okay, this business is a sales business. 
no, we're helping people, but it ultimately it's a sales business. So me and my wife um, started, we got our license, both of us. Um, I started first and I always, I wanted to start off just by focusing on listings right out the gate. Um, my first sale was a listing, double-sided it and I was off to the races. And I just, from ever, ever since that point, I focused on the listing side of the business. You know, it's, it's so it's not sh- by no chance, right. You're doing as many deals as you're doing because you're listing. And we've always heard this to list to last type of thing. Right. So when it comes to the number of transactions, do you remember when you first got started, what your year one, year two, year three looked like? Yeah. 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 So number first year was, was pretty dismal. I think I did like 13 transactions in the business. Um, and, uh, and I think that had to do with me just getting, getting started. Right. And, and learning one, like what the process was going to be, what it looked like, the ins and out contracts, that sort of thing, what to say. I think that was the big part of it. Like what to say, and also just to get kind of a fear, just getting my feet wet, getting comfortable. And then from there, um, year, year two, I think we went to, to 35 transactions. So doubled it year three, I think went to 40 and hovered around 40 and 50 and then um, started getting 75, you know, 90, 100, 100, then last year was 130 transactions. So what do you think was between year two and year three where you went like 40 to 50, where you had some growth, but not the same type of growth like you did between year one and year two? And then once you broke through from year three and four, like you jumped another like 25, 30 sides. That's significant. Yeah. So, so I think, I think at first it was, um, hundred percent sure it was my scripts and, and learning a listing presentation, like having a canned listing presentation. So a lot of people, and I fought it too, when I first started just having a canned listing presentation, a canned, and what that means is a canned pre-qualification script and a canned and a, and a good one and a canned listing presentation script. And I teach my team this now. What I what I mean by canned, and we're doing this as as we speak today, I was just working on it, is I mean you memorize it all the way through, you close your eyes, say it all the way through, you go through it again, two times speed, all the way through, you go through it again, close your eyes three times speed all the way through. So I can wake you up in the middle of the night, Peter, and say, Hey, Peter, give me a listing presentation now. And you're like, and you can say it. So having that down pat was the way definitely was that my, the way that I went from, from 15 to 35, then to 50 transactions. And then there's, and then obviously there's buyer sides that come off of that too, from after that. I like what you're saying when you're talking about canned, um, not canned in the sense of, you know, out of the box, you still made it your own, but canned in a way of it being unconsciously competent. So I always talk about four different stages and I got this from Wolf of Wall Street, the man, the myth, the legend, Jordan Belfort. He talks about first, you're unconsciously incompetent because you don't know what you don't know. Then you become consciously incompetent where you're like, okay, I definitely know that I don't know this. So at least I'm aware of it. Now I need to work on it. Then you become consciously competent where you're like, okay, this is what I'm learning and I don't know it. And it's not rolling like 
it's not rolling off my tongue. It's not like as smooth as, you know, a knife through warm butter. And then you become unconsciously competent where, like you said, yeah, I can wake you up in the middle of the night and you're just fucking going, right? Like you're in the zone. Um, and I'm not surprised that that is what took you from 13 or so to 35 to then 40. Then you refine that skill set. You're able to scale it up because now you're like, okay, cool. There's some kind of problem here. Let me get better. And now we are moving into a skill-based heavy business where you went from 40 to 50 slash 75 to over 100 plus, now well over 150 plus, right? Because you have mastered the skill set. And we are in this market where I say this over and over again, whether you're listening to this in 2023 or you're listening to this in 2040 and we're no longer around or whatever, always learn the skills. That's right. Right. Yeah. And 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 when it comes to the skill sets, that's what you're talking about here is know what you know, know that you don't know everything, be coachable, have your team, learn it, adapt it, duplicate it. Because really what you're what you've done, John, is you have created a system. So now the whole business doesn't revolve around John steering the ship. Now John can go and enjoy a vacation for a week or two weeks with his wife and the kids, but the the ship is still going to get to its destination, right? Yeah, that's right. That's 100% right. And then until you have that consciously competent skill set, you re- I mean, I guess you could do it before that, but then that's when you can you can train. You can transfer that skill, right, to other people. And and along with learning the skill set of the listening presentation, as I'm closing more transactions, there's more, I'm becoming more consciously competent of the process of closing transactions too. Right. So that's a skill that I'm learning as well. And I think the fastest way to essentially learn faster is also by turning around and teaching it. So that's how you go from like, if we have a scale from zero to 10, let's say you're like a seven or an eight. When you start teaching that shit, you start becoming a nine or a 10 and then you just blow the scale and you're at 11 because you know it so well because now you're able to take this concept and transfer it over to somebody else and now you can see what they're doing differently than you, which also teaches you how you need to adapt and what you need to change when it comes to your teaching methodology, right? That's why I love this podcast. For, for 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 that exact reason, Peter, that's le- and that's leadership, right? And then and then we come in, then we talk into leadership, and then that then that takes us right from seventy five transactions, 50, 60 transactions to one hundred fifty, two hundred, three hundred, four hundred, five hundred, right? From there, and and then that's what that then then it just organically happens that way, right? But again, th- then the kind of an the hue, the color of this thing as well is, is your ability to endure. And, and endure, when I say that, it means like atomic habits, right? To endure suffering, right? So it's not going to be easy and you're going to, it's going to be, it's going to be a spiritual growth too. You're going to have to realize like, Hey, like I'm teaching this person. They don't get it. I have to be patient. I'm why I'm not patient. Well, I have to learn patience. 
especially since it's in takes, they don't get it. They don't learn the same way I learn. It's just going to be slower, right? Or, or you, and, or you get really used to the, how to hire, right? This per, this person just doesn't have what it takes. I used to think everybody could do it. It's not, no, I don't think that that's anymore. definitely not the case. I don't, I don't think that anymore. Maybe, right? maybe in so. 20, 2020, 2021, some part of 2022, everybody could do it. But now when we are moving into a tougher market, I mean, listen, I'm relatively in a similar area that you are. It's like volume of contracts being written is like down 24 to 30%. Holy shit. And I am sitting here saying, fuck, where's this slow market? I got 12 people approved. God bless. Hey, I just wanted to jump in here and let you know, if you would like access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to eliteagentsecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. Now back to the show. But skill set, having that conversation, right? Topic number one, we're talking about outbound calling, aka prospecting. That is a skill set. So let's dive in because we're talking about best strategies for listings. How do we maximize our effort and make it the most effective, not only efficient, but effective way of getting listings with outbound calling and prospecting? Sure. So so it starts off with, I call it plan, right? Prospect, lead follow-up, go on appointments, negotiate offers. That's it. That's what we set our job every day, right? So prospecting, obviously we start there. We started, we backed up and we talked about script being skilled, right? So, so every day being on, on the phone, if we're talking about listings or if we're talking about buyers, we have a contact goal of, and what a contact means is we have a real estate conversation with somebody we're talking about buying or selling a property every day, right? So First start there, lead sources, obviously there's lots of different lead sources from expireds, FISBOs, just listed, just sold calls. Um, there's distressed property calls you can make, you can call um, you know, for rent by owners. There's the, the you know, it, you can call the a database. Um, you can, there's lots of things that you can, you can call, but those are all people that have indicated there's a life change happening let's talk about the listing side There's life change happening and you're calling those people. Right. And so that's, that's prospecting. So we, we want to do outbound calling to people that are, have shown interest that they want to buy or sell. So for the people that are showing interest, where, where, where are you getting the data? What are, like, what are you using to call? What, what does that process look like? Cause I had two biggest fears in my life. Well, actually, maybe like two slash three. One of them was having kids and now I have two. So I got over that. My coach right now is telling me, Pete, get out of your own way. You're going to start cold calling. I'm like, fuck. Shit. Listen, I have this audacious goal of a $100 million team in the next three years. If this is what it takes, fuck it. I'm ready to do it. But it is one of those things where like, I would much rather jump off a cliff with a bungee cord or jump out of a, you know, a plane at 10,000 feet, knowing my parachute may or may not open and pick up the phone and smile and dial. It's just, I'm just wired a little bit differently. Right. And the third one was door knocking. I got over the door knocking too, because I went with a friend and that was actually quite a lot of fun. I, I didn't get the door slammed on me. The neighbors must have been nice or in a good mood that day. 
a cold calling. I've been cursed out a few times, hung up on, and maybe I just take it too personal. So talk to me about how do I get over this thing? Maybe I just don't have that skill set, which I know I don't yet. But I'm willing to do it. That's right. So, and no one does, Peter. No one has it. And so it's just like the door knocking. It's like I'm, I, I, the neighbors must have been nice that day. They didn't hang up. They didn't slam the door in my face. Same thing. It's like they're, they're, everybody's pretty nice and everybody's not going to slam the door in the face. I now, just know that I'm that sometimes a little bit of an asshole on the phone because I get, I get so many phone calls every day that by the time like the sixth, seventh person calls me, I say, hey, listen, not interested, click. You know? Yeah. So think, take this into account. So first, that's going to happen. And you got to get over it, right? That's certain. So that's like, I'll just like be like the, the dad here. You have kids, like get over it, you know, suck it up. Right. So like, like that's the, so that's you take a little bit of that, but also our, the objections is in direct correlation to the quality of our presentation. Okay. Right. So again, we go back to scripts, you know, I can get, I don't get, if someone gives me an objection or someone gives me pushback, the way I handle it is in, and the way that works, it, I just let it roll off. And it's, it's a little bit like keto. I use their power against them. Right. So, you know, if someone says, you know, fuck you. It's like, okay, well, God, God bless you. Right. Right. Like, you know, like, like no, no big deal. God bless you. You must be having a hard, horrible day. So have, are you guys still thinking about selling your property? Right. Is so, you know, just kind Zero of given, just going yeah. right through. And you, and like, and I, and I like kind of like make it a fun game. Like, Oh, I got, I got, got that out of the way quick. I got that first fuck you out of the day. Good check. Right. So, but, um, I don't get fuck yous anymore because my, my quality of my presentation is good. Right. So I, I know, I know how exactly how it goes and I gut feeling. I know exactly now I've done it so much, the conscious competence that I know when really, I kind of know when someone's not ready and not and and someone is ready just because you talk to somebody and they tell you they're ready also doesn't mean that they're always ready so so the idea is is just to go for it um get on the phone make the calls um and go for it um it's a learning process you're going to learn so much about yourself through the process also you know I, i could tell you things you know today about it that won't make sense unless you're doing it too. Like there's just those little things, right? You you know what I'm talking about? Like you you can't explain it until you do it. I teach it every day. You got to get in there and do it. And then, um, and then you, you realize, okay, this is how it works. But again, it's just, it's just setting up the time every day, time management time. And no matter what I'm on, I'm making 20 contacts a day and I'm on, or I'm on the phone for two hours. And like, that's minimum, right? That's what I have to do. And if I don't, I didn't do my job today, unless I did that. Beautiful. So really what you're talking about is when it comes to outbound calling is, first of all, you just got to rip the bandaid and just got to do it. When you're outbound calling, do you, when it comes to the tool, do, are you using like Mojo? What else is out there? Um, Red X, Vulcan 7, you know, just so we can give somebody like tactical things of if you if they want to implement cold calling and outbound calling, how to get set up, how to start executing and, and how much time are they dedicating? Totally. Yeah. So, so I've used Mojo for a long, long time and I, and I still use it um, for the, the outbound calling dialer. I've used Vulcan 7. I've used Red X. I've used all of them. A lot of, a lot of places you can get the data from, you can get your data from Red X. It's a great place to start for someone that's, that's new or even experienced. I know they, they offer data there. 
there's a different a lot of different places they offer data. Redex is probably a good place to, to get data. Um, but the dialer I use Mojo, it's just easy. Um, Vulcan Seven has great data, probably the best data um, for expires and FISBOs. With when I say data, I mean great, the best numbers. Um, however, they're going to be a little bit more expensive. But um, you can close on, you know, either either using Red X or or a Vulcan. Either one would be good. Now, using a single line or using a triple line. Yeah. So, so there's again, like, so we're talking about how we start off. This is like these are the nuances. So, trip, yeah, triple line dialer. I'm always using triple line dialer unless I'm calling maybe just follow up against people like maybe COI or or people that I really want to make sure I get through every person. I want to go slow, like would be like a, like a follow-up or with a, a, we had an appointment schedule or something like that. But everybody else is using three-line dialer. And um, and if you're calling expireds, you're, you know, the, the, the secret of expireds, uh, I'll tell you right away, it's, it's getting, you're getting, you have to get up on the phone really early at eight, eight in the morning and start calling at eight in the morning. People are like, oh my God, they're going to still be sleeping. I don't care. Someone else is calling them at eight in the morning. If you're not calling at eight in the morning, it's all about who gets to them first. So expires eight in the morning. If you don't call them at eight in the morning, and some markets you even call them at seven thirty. That's just the way it goes, and you might you might not you might not like it, but I'm t- this is the truth. The other thing is expires first first of the the month. Those are the best days to call expires. Why is that the best day to call expires, Peter? You said the first day of the month. That's right. Fuck, I don't, I don't know because it's a new month. You have full thirty days to close out the deal. That's right, because 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 everybody does puts the contract six months and ahead of time they put to the last day of the month. Yeah. So everything everything expires in the last day of the month. So the first day of the month you'll have a bunch of expireds. So remember, everybody, it's also contracts equals uh, contacts equals contracts. So the, it's all about a numbers game. So the more expires you have to call, the more chances you are to book an appointment. Amazing. Okay. So just, just you're increasing your chances by playing the numbers, but you're also stacking the numbers in your favor, like a casino does against all the gamblers. That's right. That's right. Okay. I, I love that. So here's the playbook. First of the month called expires. Now, do you also do a lot of canceled FISBOs? If for FISBOs, do you just jump on Zillow and get all those FISBOs there? Which ones would be the best in the most efficient and effective way of use use of time. Yeah, FISBOs are all is coming from um, the data sources too. Uh, yeah, it's just the most effective and efficient is the is calling uh, is getting the data pulled. I think FISBOs are like maybe twenty bucks a month. I think you can get them uh, for twenty dollars a month. It's it's worth it for me at this point just to pay you for it. it through Mojo, you you pull that data after Mojo. I think I think I get that through through Mojo. Yeah, I think I get Fizbo data through Mojo, and I think and Mojo offers data too. I just don't use it. I use I would suggest Red X, um, but Fiz, but Mojo data must be is pretty good. I also but I what I do use for Mojo data is their neighborhood neighborhood search, and they're doing just listed just sold because it's easy to grab that data. The numbers good and pull it into into Mojo Dialer. So I'll, I will use it for like circle prospecting. I'll, I will use Mojo data. And how much time do you spend outbound calling like FISBOs, expireds, cancels versus the circle prospecting um, when it comes to your actual prospecting yeah. uh, methodology? So, 
Yeah. So what I always want to do is I want to start off with the hottest leads first, right? So I'm calling. So if it's a call, if I'm calling expires, if I'm, my routine would look like this, it'd be like eight in the morning on the phone will be like seven thirty prospect or role play eight in the morning on the phone calling the new, new expires, call through them twice, change your number. Call through you twice. You say you change your number, change your number, right? Okay. Call through twice. Next move to for sale by owners and go and go 60 days back, have not have not contacted in 10 days or have not contacted in seven days, 60 days back, call through those. New for sale by owners are not going to convert for the most part. I have converted them, but for the most part, it's going to be the follow up on the for sale by owners. Move on from move on from there. Then, then from there, you, I'm calling follow ups. Calling your follow-ups, people that you those force up by owners, those expires that you talked to before that want to talk that said follow up with me, or people you have to follow up with, calling follow-ups, and then from there, circle prospecting. That's how I hit my 20 contacts a day. When I first started, it was 40. Now now it's down to now it's 20. And I'm on and then minimum two hours on the phone. Dial I was just time. about to ask you, how long does this process take you? And you said it's about two hours every day. Every day. It's nothing, do you ever right? do you ever do any follow up with like your current database or any of that, or do you have somebody else do that for you? Yeah, I have a team of callers now, uh, four callers. So um, they do a lot of that for me, but I will touch base with them a couple, you know, a couple times a year, or, or and maybe twice, and then I'll have somebody else touch base with them too. Amazing, yeah, I love that it's a system and a process. That's what I want people to get away from when you're unaware of what it looks like. This is where you're going to run into the issues. This is where you're going to resist. And this is where you're going to perceive the experience as painful like I do. I just don't know what the fuck I'm doing yet, right? Which is why I shy away from it because it feels painful. Meanwhile, I may have the greatest time of the, in the world. I may meet the greatest people in the world by picking up the phone and make way more money than I do now by taking on a lot more listings. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. 